Testing on mic one. Testing on mic one. Testing on mic two. This is a mic check for mic two. Looks pretty good to me. Swig of the coffee. Ready? Another hit of the vape. What do you got? Very berry. I'm full-time very berry now. Strawberry watermelon. Love it. You're going to get popcorn lungs. What's that? You're going to get vapors. Vapors tongue if you smoke the same vape. What do you mean? You lose the flavor. You can't taste it anymore. That's what happened with me and blueberry ice. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely happened. Oh, well. It's good. All right. All right. Fuck it. Let's clap it in on three, two, one. Is it I got juice. I got juice like a fucker. Here we go, boys. You're listening to the official, unofficial podcast of the Chosen Elite Fantasy League. I'm your host, Al Padrino. <laughs> I'll be your host for the whole season. It's good to be here tonight, live on the airwaves. I'm back. We're back. Who am I speaking about? My co-host. You're speaking with the chairman. You're going to have the chairman. You're going to have the commission with us all year. Introducing you, your commissioner, the Cron Hunter. Welcome, Steve. Oh, real, real. Let's fucking go. Fantasy is back. NFL is back. We fucking love it. It's why we're here. Let's fucking get into it, Draymer. Fuck, it feels good to be back. Alright, so before we kick it off, let's get the uh, necessities out of the way. We have to congratulate Lockie Della on last year's championship winning performance. Um, Audience is happy about it. About it. Obviously, took down the previous reigning champ, Piano Raptors, last year. We're not going to run through the week one results. We all know how it did, but uh, I do want to touch that Lockie Della gave him a bath in week one in the rematch of the championship matchup. So, uh, without further ado, teething issues week one. It's going to happen. We'll get better. You'll get better. Is there anything you want us to add? This is a pod for the people, by the people. Let's fire up. Let's get the head-dead results in the previous week. Just want to... Quick congratulations on my end to Team Lockie Dalla. Can't remember what his team name was. Two girlies, one cut, was it not? Yeah, yeah Great team name. Probably the best team name in the league as well. Agreed. Congratulations. Been a long time in between innings uh, for myself and um, Lockie Dalla. Um, hope you're doing well out there, champ. And, um, yeah, enjoy the pod tomorrow. Fire up. Um, big congrats, though. He gave Kirk Rogers a bath in week one as well. <laughs> Piano Raptors. Jeez, what a bath that was. He was uh, nowhere to be seen. Piano Raptors at the moment. Drafted ordinary. Um, 
Yeah, just uh, zip it to on the year. <laughs> Plenty of time to improve, though. Crowd, Plenty of time to kick back. The crowd likes it. They liked it. Um, yeah, no, it's good to be back. Sorry about that early uh, jab at you, Kirk. No, you're a good man. Won't be the first, won't be the last. Definitely won't. Um, yeah, as you said, Steve, uh, we're going to la- launch into the head-to-head results f- from the week. Um, we're going to bypass week one. Congratulations to the teams that won. Condolences to the teams that lost. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the, the, the opening fantasy week. It's been, uh, what was it, eight months or so. Off the um, too long off the fantasy app, so nice, no, good to be back. Head to head results. I'm going to go through all the matchups, uh, any big scores there uh, that popped up. We're going to deep dive into the teams where we need. First game of the week was the Cron Hunter 145.04, defeating Golden Tate Warriors 105.22. Uh, look, this was an absolute old fashioned flogging. Uh, Tom Brady went off for you with 30 points, Mike Evans. Got some, uh, got fed really there. Twenty five points, Kelsey. What a pick! Number one tight end in the league. Twenty four points, um, and you know, cows are there. And Golden Tate Warriors had some good performers, but he's uh, his bottom ends uh, just stunk it up. He had Cortland something on the pine, scored twenty five. Uh, obviously, probably rightfully so to bench him with the two in the first opening round. But um, yeah, look, it was a good old fashioned flogging. You'd be that's a percentage booster for you. Happy to get the first win. Always good to get that first win of the year off the board. Uh, 145, solid score. Uh, Kelsey doing what Kelsey does. Uh, Golden Tate Warriors finds itself in a bit of strife there at number 12th on the on the old ladder. Still got the CMC, which is always going to hold you strong. Needs more out of Jefferson this year. But uh, very happy to get the win, and uh, Golden Tate Warriors will be looking to fire up next week. Absolutely. Second match of the round, Zimbabwe Zebras, 120.58. Goes down to Team Dot. Uh, my personally, my favourite team name in the league, Team Dot, uh, 119.96. Uh, look, I wish we could get Brendo on the airwaves here to talk us through how this happened. But it basically, Brutal. It basically just came down to uh, the last day, the last game, um, and it was Aaron Jones with a 41.5 uh, that got over the line. But, um, Steve, you, you actually know a little bit about this game. Uh, do you want to talk us through what happened? So off the top of my head, Zim was down by 60-odd points come the Tuesday slate. That's the Packers v. the Lions. So needed 60 points from Hoggins and Aaron Jones. Anyone with half a brain probably says, hey, if you're team dot, you're probably in a good position. Uh, Aaron Jones comes out, gets three receiving tutties. Hawkinson goes off for a tutty as well, pips him by 0.62 of, uh, of a point. Um, that's fantasy, baby. That should prove why it's never over till it's actually over. Uh, we all we all can make projections. Look at the projected scores. Uh, big win by the Zebras there, so uh, clap it in. Hold on. It's a good chase down. You never want to be chasing. None. Absolutely uh, not. I always want to be ahead. Especially not 60 points, but TJ Hawkinson is doing things. I'm sure we'll probably touch base about that a Absolutely. bit later on. But, um, yeah, Some handy score. scores there from Team Dot as well. Obviously, had the Eckler, 22 and a half. Well, it's, a, it's a good overall score, 120. Absolutely. Especially in the 12, man. So, um, and we're going 12 strong again for the third year in a row now. So, it's very pleasing to have the same 12 sold cunts in there. So, um, good investment. Yeah. Next match, Zeke and Destroy. Knight is out in Lakes Ties there, uh, doing damage with a score of 140 point, uh, 139.72. He defeats the reigning champ, the defending reigning champ, Mac and Cheese, uh, with a new team name there. Uh, Perferi's team name that last year, two girlies, one cup for what it's worth. Um, but I don't mind the Mac and Cheese. Um, so, yeah, Knight is there. Zeke can destroy 140 points. Derrick Henry uh, nearly gets a half ton there, nearly raised the bat. Helped. Um, that was one man, one man only there. Yeah, yeah, it basically was. But he's got some good good scores there, Mac and Cheese. Uh, Kyle Murray, I know he's your candidate for MVP for the year. Called Steve. him MVP, and he will be your number one scoring quarterback on the year as well. And also Tyler Lockett, just a downfield threat there at 31.8. Um, Absolutely taking the piss this year, my lad. He is. So, but Zeke can destroy at the end of the day. He got the chocolates. Uh, he's top of the table, I believe, or he's there about. Second. He's 2-0. Um, 
And one forty. Score one forty. Can't can't argue with that. Handy as fuck. So uh, congrats to Zeke and Destroy. Condolences to Mac and Cheese. Falls to one on one in the year. But uh, moving on, we've got Slugs Gators with a score of 140.66, defeating my ball Zach Ertz, 111.6, which is Crystal Mick. Uh, Slug Gators really just gave him a hiding there. Helped by Lamar, 32.5, McLaurin, 27.5, and Dalvin, which is just the backbone of his game. Um, my ball Zach Ertz, listen, I like the look of his team. Just a bit. Obviously, went wide receiver heavy early, so he's got a bit of work to do there at the running back department, no doubt. But uh, Crystal Miss, good enough to bounce back. We'll be looking for his first one on the year, that's for sure. I think he just ran good there, Slugs Gators. Um, I don't think much of his team, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I just think he ran good. I think he gets lucky most years as well, Slugs Gators. The Gators just very um, fluky. He's very fluky <clears throat> sort of bloke. I touched base with him earlier tonight. <clears throat> And he actually just said that he doesn't even look at his 12-man league because he thinks he uh, he drafted well. So no, that's just, arrogant. That's arrogant. So that is, that is giving a big fuck you to the fantasy gods, and they will come back to bite in the ass, yeah. let me tell you that. I don't think he's a good fantasy manager. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's a good daytime uh, game day manager. Uh, I don't think he really is very knowledgeable either. I just think he's cheap. <laughs> um, I just don't think he's got that many credentials. Yeah, the audience likes it. Yeah, big not, fans, I agree. Not a bad gag. So... Um, yeah, look, it's a lucky win for mine, but um, look, a win nonetheless. Wins a win, moves to one and one, gets a first win on the year. Next up, we've got Piano Raptors uh, with a disappointing score of 192, oh, 100 points and 92. How do you say that? 100.92. 100.92. Goes down to the man, the myth, the legend over there in the western, is the west of Australia. I've lost my chub, 112. Um, listen. I've lost my chub, has Cooper Cup, which is going to hold him very nicely throughout the year. Um, Piano Raptors, obviously defending champ from a couple of years ago, falls to zip and two on the year. Still has Paddy Mahomes, Nick Chubb, Smith Schuster falling into his top scorers. I think he'll be all right. Um, where do you stand on Raptors' year so far? Is he 0 and 2, is he? Zip and 2, north of the ladder. Jeez. Well, that's got that's got hero to zero written all over it. Zero and two. It's a it's a poor start from the Raptors. Uh, I know he had a good score week one, but that week two, I think that's where he's at. Um, one hundred and one. I think that's where his team's at. To be honest with you, a couple of disappointing scores from uh, both of them. But hey, you've only got to beat one other person every week, and that's what I've lost my chub has done. It's uh, one of the biggest rivalries in the league there as well. PNO Raptors and I've lost my chub. I knew, I know there's a um, I wouldn't call it bad blood, but there's I know there's a strong history there between those two. It's called um, hatred. Uh, hatred, yep. They definitely um, spent a lot of time together back in the day, from what I've heard. Um, on the uh, elbows above shoulder height, anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a bit of a rivalry there. So, no, it was, a, it was definitely a good matchup. There we go. And rounding out the week two action, we've got Judge Judy with a very disappointing score. Lowest score on the week, 88.72. Going down to your man, the Padrinos, 120.32. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, look, I like the win, obviously. Uh, 2-0 in the year. Uh, I know the numbers don't really speak too much early on days, but you look, it's a good spot to be, 2-0. Um, yeah, and I'm happy with some of my uh, mid-round uh, draft, drafted players. Uh, obviously, there, Brandon Cooks and Mike Williams doing a bit of damage. I know Brandon Cooks is in probably for a, a pretty tough run here for the next month or two, but, um, yeah, pretty happy with uh, some of my scorers there. Obviously, Dawes disappointing there with the Baker Mayfield score. Calvin Ridley, I know, went hard on across all leagues. Calvin Ridley will come good. Needs to find his uh, find his way in a pretty putrid Atlanta offense at the moment. So uh, he'll be better for it next week. 
That were the head-to-head results from week two. Congratulations to the winners. Condolences to the losers. Uh, it's going to be interesting week three. Um, we'll touch on that a bit later on. But uh, still on staying with week two, who's hot from the week? Uh, we're going to go top three from every position. Uh, we're going to start off with the QBs. Kyle Murray with 33 points, owned by Mac and Cheese. Went for 400 yards and three passing TDs. Add that to the one rushing TD he had as well. Um, yeah, look, I don't think we need to spend too much more time on here, Steve. You said it. MVP is your QB one on the year. Called it. Um, we'll go with that. Uh, look, the numbers don't lie right now, so you can't really argue it. But number two, Lamar Jackson, 32.5 points, owned by the Gators. Uh, look, there's probably one good move that the Gators made this year <laughs> in drafting Lamar Jackson. He went for 240 yards, uh, but he rushed for two and uh, rushed for 107 yards and two rushing TDs. So you, you know what you're going to get with Lamar. You're going to get a couple of odd balls. You're probably not going to get that much yardage, but you're going to get a lot of yards on the ground. KC lost that game as opposed to the Ravens winning it. Yeah, I didn't watch it personally, but um, yeah. It's, uh, it's Edward Talair, which we'll touch on, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, jury's out. Tom Brady, 29.5 points, owned by the Cron Hunter, your commissioner. Uh, 276 passing yards, five TDs. Uh, look, here's a stat for you. Tom Brady, uh, the GOAT, only needs 14 more passing TDs to have more passing TDs in his 40s than he did in his 20s. So wow. uh, he had 167 TDs in his 20s, uh, and he's had 154 in his 40s. So... Uh, Bit of deja vu here, but he's uh, he's just aging like a fine wine, Tom Brady. Absolutely is. Um, I mean, he's not going to score five tutties every week, uh, but hey, you got to ride it while it's hot. Um, quite remarkable that stat, really. More in his forties than his twenties. That's uh, that's seriously impressive. He's on track to um, pass the uh, all-time record for passing yards in New uh, New England, by the way, in two weeks. So he's got five hundred yards to go uh, to pass the all-time passing record, and. Um, He's, uh, he's got New England in two weeks in New England, so... It's one to watch. Uh, just It's a nice little storyline there. A little nugget. Moving on to the top RBs of the week. No surprise here. Tractor Zito, Derek Henry, 47.7 points, owned by Zeke and Destroyed. 182 and three on the ground with six catches, 55 yards. Mentioned it before. If he keeps getting that PPR work, that could be your number one RB as well. It was always the, uh, the mark on Derek Henry. Never got any passing work in the Tennessee offense. I mean, they're not going to be down by multiple touchdowns every game, but that's what he... Yeah, I think he had 35 rushing yards till half-time and uh, just fucking lit it up second half. So King, King Henry. That, win, that wins your weeks, definitely. Most definitely. Uh, next up, we've got the man we mentioned before, Aaron Bones-Jones, 41.6 <laughs> points, owned by the Zimbabwe Zebras, 67 rushing yards, no tutties, but he did catch six catches, 48 yards with three receiving TDs. Huge game. Um Mentioned it before, obviously, Zimmer was down by 60 with Hawkinson and Joan, Jones to come. Pitts Brendo, Brendo by point zero six two points. Brutal loss. Yeah, he, took the, he took the Lions uh, outfit, defensive outfit, to the graveyard here. Uh, just the bone collector, uh, Aaron Jones there. Uh, huge game. Absolutely. Uh, third running back on the week was, no surprise here, will be a, a regular feature in this segment. Christian McCaffrey, CMC, 24.7 points, owned by Golden Tate Warriors, taken number one overall, 72 rushing yards, one rushing tutty, six catches, 65 yards. That's what you can expect week in, week out. Yeah, pick one. Um, it's what you want in your number one pick, and he's just been a model of consistency. Be interesting. Interesting uh, to see what happens to the RB, top of the table there, who, who you know, it's going to be... You know, well, it's it's a bit open now, so it's going to be interesting to watch that monitor and see who finishes on top there at the end of the year. Uh, wide receiver, 
Love this area here. Cooper Cup, 36.8 owned by. I've lost my chub. Nine catches, 163 yards, two TDs. They're looking for him. Um, I know you were saying something before about him and Stafford, uh, the breakfast club. So him and Stafford, uh, two months before the season started, I've had breakfast every single morning for two hours before training started. That that just builds chemistry. That smells chemistry. Had I have known that pre-season, would have been nice to know I was a fantasy drafter. Uh, Cooper Cup seems to be the main man there And it's not even close at the moment What was on the menu would you suspect For Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford Something healthy I'd Matt, say Matt Stafford seems like a meat guy He seems like a bacon Extra bacon Sausage Yeah maybe. Extra bacon and snacks A lot of salt A lot of pepper It's a good breakfast though Oh it is Anything Maybe some keto form of diet I don't know It's the company though that They've obviously gone for They haven't gone for the food That's it It's the chemistry It's It just bodes well I mean he's back to back scores Over 30 now So uh, has to be the best value In the draft as it stands Good areas Tyler Lockett 31.8 Owned by Mac and Cheese Unfortunately not good enough To get him over the line But uh, he went for 180 odd yards And a TD um, Him and Russell Wilson Got some good chemistry Speaking of um, So that, that one That one's uh, I know Kirk floated Tyler Lockett as a potential trade candidate before week one. I'm tipping he might have uh, changed his tune there. Kurt. Oh, Lo- Lockie Dalla. Yeah, Lockie Dalla. Oh, yeah, he definitely would have changed the tune. Uh, and third up, my man, even though it's not owned by me, it's my man, scoring Terry McLaurin, the F1 McLaurin, 27.7 points, owned by my enemy, the Gators. <laughs> uh, goes for 11 catches. It's probably the most catches on the week. Um, 107 yards and a TD. It's a good game. So it almost looks like he's improved without Fitzpatrick there. Who's who was who's the um Heineke. Heineke. So I watched that game, they were just Heineke, 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 Heineke. It's been um, some good games on the Friday lately, last couple of weeks. Yeah, so uh, I think it might come to an end this week. But uh hey, twenty seven and a half points to start off your uh, weekend is a good way to start. Good score. Uh, we'll run through the top three tight ends of the uh, of the week. We all know this is a shit show tight end. Um so there'll be some sneakers in here. Most of the time you'll see this man up top. It is Travis Kelsey, 23.9 points, owned by the Cron Hunter. Seven catches, 109 yards, one tutty. Um, that's why you take him in the first round. That's what you expect in the first round. Second up, we've got Zimmer's boy, TJ Hawkinson, 20.6 points, owned by the Zebras, eight catches, 66 yards, and a tud. Uh, we're calling him Hasselhock here. Hasselhock. Yeah. Okay, put it on the board. Yeah. And rounding out, surprise, we mentioned it before, it's Rob Gronkowski, 19.9 points, owned by Zeke and Destroy. Still got the win, but did actually bench him as well. So four catches, 39 yards, two tutties. We all know the tight end position. You score a touchdown, you're in a, you're in chairs for a top three there. Benched him for who? Uh, I'll get that up now. He's got a he's got a solid. I think he's got Mark Andrews as your starting tight end. Oh, okay. So maybe a bit of trade bait there for old Benny Noggs, but uh, we'll have to see how that plays Good out. Good problem to have anyway. Absolutely. They were our top scorers. Uh, we're going to move on to who's not a top scorer from this week. Steve, you want to elaborate a little bit more on how we're doing this segment? Top scorer. Uh, for every positive, there is a fucking negative, as we know. Um, these are people, uh, players that people started. Uh, top five worst scores. We're going to run through them now. Uh, who you got, Dreamer? <laughs> Kick it off. LaVisca should know at 1.7, owned by the commish yourself. He did get injured, but um, fair is fair. Still started him. You started he him? started him. Cost the game? They did oh, not well, perform him. He didn't, him. He didn't but week. he's still on the he list. He may have. He may have. Um, it's people that you started. We don't worry about bench players. We don't worry about waiver players. It's people that people started in their lineups. Speaking of, Tyler Higby, I started him. Uh, <laughs> 1.8, owned by the Padrinos. Uh, look, he's my tight end. Uh, I wouldn't say I reached for him in the draft, but he was my pick uh, when the obviously the top tight ends went. So it's a ride or die. I've got him, uh, and I need him to lift. So 
It's like any tight end. You ride the highs. You you take the lows. It, it is what it is. He'd be he's going to do that. But so are most tight ends in the comp. Cop it on the chin, and hopefully this the rapport with Stafford get down there for a few more brekkies. I'd say. Um, next up, third on the list, we've got Jarvis Juice Landry, 1.9 points, owned by the Piano Raptors. Did get injured in the first quarter, kind of checked to be in here, but definitely contributed to Piano Raptors not getting the dub there. Number four on the list, I mentioned him before, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 2.6 points, owned by Mac and Cheese again, fumbled late. I mean, that's a concern for my liking down at KC. Um, they drafted in the first round a couple of years ago. Doesn't seem to be... Playing out as, as expected, really. Obviously, thought to be much more of a pass-catching threat. Hasn't eventuated, but you kind of just got to eat that at the moment, I guess. Mac and cheese has been in absolutely everything tonight. Absolutely. Start this pod. Highs, lows. That's, that's fantasy for you, though. That is, that is fantasy for you. Obviously, two in the – you don't want to feature in this segment here, but when you have two in the top five, it's going to be hard to win uh, Win anyway, that's for sure. Yeah, he's, just, he's been in absolutely everything bar the wind department, really. <laughs> Crowd likes it. And rounding out the worst five scores on the week uh, is a mystery man. It's James Connor, 2.6 points, owned by Judge Judy. That's Dulzy up there in Darwin. Uh, he'll be regretting that one. Uh, I assume James Connor will be on the bench quick smart this week. He really is only a TD threat. If he TDs, he's respectable. If not, probably going to get featured in this segment a bit more. Doesn't help with Kyle Murray there as well, pinching some uh, goal on TDs, but... Uh, Hey, that's a decision for Dulzy to make. It's a fair downward spiral from James Conner over the last three years, I would have thought. Batted, batted. Obviously, a feel-good story in the NFL, but uh, yeah, just really when it comes to fantasy sometimes, you just 2.6 points ain't going to cut it anyway. That was stinkers. Ladder positions, Steve. How's it looking after two weeks? Ladder positions, okay. We'll run through them quickly. We've got the undefeated people at the top. We've got the Zimbabwe Zebras, Zeke and Destroy, I've Lost My Chub, and the Padrinos all on two and zip. Uh, all have percentage of playoff chance to get over 60% according to ESPN. Stuck on one and one, we've got a log jam. Mac and Cheese, the Cron Hunter, Slugs Gators, and Jerry Judy. And we still have four teams that are yet to get a win. They are Piano Raptors in ninth, Team Dot in 10th, My Ball Zach Ertz in 11th, and the Golden Tate Warriors at the bottom of the ladder. Anything you want to add there? What do you take out of those playoff percentage numbers? Absolutely fuck all. Absolutely fuck all. I, I do believe that you can start 0 and 4 and still not be out of it. You just got to make it into the final, the final six. Yeah. Halfway, so I, it's – listen. I'm not saying win it, but I'm just saying make the playoffs. Like, uh, there's a team one win behind you, for example. You're 66 and they're 30 or 14. The algorithm is definitely out of whack. Judge Judy's on one win and he's got a 9% chance of making the playoff. And he's on the same amount of wins as you who has 66. Don't put too much into it. Yeah, I just sure. don't know about it yet. As I said, those stats will become a bit more easier as we get on. So um, I don't mind having it there, though, just to look at. Just, just to look at. We'll, we'll do it week to week. But, um, yeah, obviously, four teams without a win yet is not where those boys expect to be. And we'll be expecting a big lift come next week. That's a ladder position. going to move on to the injury report card from week two. Um, this is just any injuries that have occurred impacting teams or offenses or whatever it is. So... We'll kick it out at, uh, with Carson Wentz, who's done both his ankles. Um, Made of glass. 
<laughs> to Abu Dhabi. It's laughable. So he's done both the ankles. Um, so it's anyone who's got in uh, Indianapolis stocks uh, to watch this space because obviously you've got who's there, Richard? Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason coming in to throw the ball. So um, yeah, I think that says enough. So we've got Tua, Pua, Tua with a rib injury. Um, negative x-rays apparently, owned by Mac and Cheese. Um, but yeah, again, I'm not sure all the time on and the injury, but it's a watch your space if you've got Miami stocks. Uh, Jacoby Brissett coming in to take over. Looks um, fucking ordinary as well for what it's worth. Yeah, uh, I, I personally haven't minded him, but I mean, I not well, I didn't watch last week, but I haven't minded him in the past. I, I didn't mind him in India, Indianapolis. So. He's a good, better game manager than probably a player. Fantasy asset, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you probably have to slightly downgrade the Miami offense in general. This is probably the big one here in terms of QB, or arguably anyway, and it's Andy Dalton with a knee week to week. But what does that mean, Steve? Justin Fields time, baby. Justin Fields says, and this is your opportunity, boy. Well, how do you think he'll go, though? He's got one week. I know Nagy, the useless cunt, came out and said that uh, Andy Dalton's our starter until uh, when he's healthy. Uh, I disagree. Um, Justin Fields, you, you sold the farm for him. Took him pick 12 overall. Uh, Justin Fields, you've got an opportunity this week. Step up, play good, and this team is yours, and welcome to the NFL. Let's go. And now the other one that's uh, the arguably the biggest quarterback injury of the week. It'd be, it's funny that uh, this year this is a situation. It's Tyra Taylor with a hamstring. Ty uh, God. Ruled out of Friday's game versus the Panthers. Um, again, just a watch your space if you've got Texas stocks. Uh, it's probably a downgrade with who, who's, who's your backup QB. I know you're a big Texans man, Steve. Davis Mills. Took him in the third round, first draft pick uh, for the Texans this year. Uh, obviously, we sold the farm to get rid of um, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, got no draft capital. Bill O'Brien's out of there. We've got Jack Easterby's over there now running the show, so... Don't hold much faith. I'm tipping the NFL when they made this Friday game. Probably thought it was going to be Deshaun Watson. Uh, otherwise, I don't know why they would have put him on the schedule. But hey, probably the Texans' first and last uh, Friday game. Let's go. Let's fire up. What else we got? Uh, next up, we've got Deontay Johnson. Injured is now in the last play of the game. Owned by Team Dot. Disappointing there. Uh, have to watch this space, see what the outcome is. What's your gut feel on that injury timeline? I think he's out for one, so he probably upgrades uh, Juju and Claypool slightly until he's back. But Deontay is just that short yardage man. PPR monster got in the end zone last week. So definitely uh, definitely one to keep. Probably just have to wear the bench this week. But, uh, yeah, he'll be fine. Good, good player. Dalvin Cook next up. Obviously, had a knock, uh, came back to play at the game, so should be fine, owned by Slug Gators. Daryl Henderson, rib injury, owned by Zeke and Destroy. Um, Sean McVay came out and said he's questionable. Listen, if he can't play, it's Sony Michelle's season. We'll get the full workload in what should be a high-scoring game. Is that, um, is that a trade target for you then, Sony Michelle? I know you've been on him for the last five years. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Listen, man, Sony have had far too much beef over the last few years for me to invest anything in him. Um, I was a Sony Michelle believer. I'm no longer. He'll probably do all right in the Rams' offense. Uh, High-scoring offense, potent. But, um, yeah, uh, Daryl Henderson, definitely the better player. But they didn't trade for Sony Michelle, give away two draft picks for no reason. So if Daryl was a little bit underdone, I think Sony comes in and, uh, yeah, worthy flex play. Uh, next up, we've got Elijah Mitchell. Injured his shoulder. He's having an MRI owned by Slugs Gators. He was the wave wire darling of week one. Um, concerning there, so it's just ordinary work from Slugs Gators. To be honest with you, last week's waiver stock standard. Uh, it's just it's just poor management. It's poor coaching. <laughs> anyway, then Elijah Mitchell goes out of the game. Trey Sermon comes in, the third round rookie drafted by the Forty Niners. Uh, got concussion on his first play. We'll need to pass tests to play this week. Owned by my Bulls, 
uh, Zach Ertz. And then their third running back came in, J. Michael Hasty, high ankle sprain. He'll be out for a while as per Kyle Shanahan. He's on the waiver. But the interesting thing here, San Fran, no fit RBs. I know they got Trenton Cannon recently off the Jets, was it? Some riffraff. But, um, yeah, they're in uh, dire straits with obviously Raheem Mostert out for the year after week one after only seeing two plays. Yeah, that's, that's obviously a fair chunk of injuries there from San Francisco uh, in terms of the running back department or even just any department. Um, now, they won't be making excuses, nor will any of those coaches, but has someone been potentially making excuses about injuries to you, Steve, of late? Um, probably. Maybe the Gators? The Gators. What well, we refresh my memory. Was he not complaining about um, the injury list of the Ravens at the moment? Oh, he was giving me some spiel about how the Ravens got the biggest injury injury depth list in the world. And I'm like, I'm like, hang on. He was whinging, though. He was whinging. And yeah. I'm like, because it was all because I said that KC, it meant more to KC to win that game than it did the Ravens. KC, I think, no, they've got the Ravens measure uh, come playoffs and come the juicy end of the year. Mm. Every team has injuries. It's about how you do it. It's not a, it's not a one-man roster, 53-man active roster. So I just don't buy too much in that from Maz. I know they've been butchered with injuries, but uh, that's a game we play. It's a game we love. He's just been really arrogant at the moment, the Gators. There's just something about him. As I said, he, as I told you and I mentioned earlier, he told me he doesn't even look at his 12-man league uh, team because he just thinks he drafted really well. So he doesn't need to look at the team. It's fucking arrogant. And he's whinging about his waiver pick. He's whinging about the Ravens. He's just... He's acting like a baby at the moment. <laughs> He's acting very childish. So. Get back down. You're one and one. You're seventh on the ladder. You're actually not even in the top half at the moment, Slugs. Yeah, so, got work um, to do. yeah, maybe have a look at your team before, uh, before you start gobbling anyway. Absolutely. Next start, rounding it out. Oh, I've got a couple more. Amari Cooper, Rib. Uh, played out the game, so should be fine. Although I did read off Jerry Bones Jones that he's uncertain. That's concerned because he's on the Tuesday game. So if you lock him out there, your options to bring in someone might be limited, so we really want to get some um, info on that before the weekend comes across. Next up, we've got LaVisca Chenault, shoulder, to be confirmed timeline, owned by the Cron Hunter. Disappointing there. He's the gadget man, LaVisca. Uh, obviously, upgrade uh, Marvin Jones and DJ Shark if he was to miss any time. And rounding out the injury news, we've got Jarvis Juice Landry with a knee sprain. Actually got confirmed this morning that he went to IR, so he'll be out a minimum three weeks as per the NFL. He's owned by Piano Raptors when it rains at pause for Kirk. Yeah. So it's pretty stiff luck there for Kirk. Unlucky. Um, got some work to do. Yeah, he does. So it's pretty stiff. Condolences. Uh, that, was the inju- that was the injury card or injury report. Uh, what about the waiver, Steve? Obviously, he dropped a couple of hours ago now. We're recording at, uh, what time we got? About 9 p.m.? 9 o'clock, give or take. Um, what did the waiver look like? Uh, pretty mild waiver. Waivers have been, I was explaining to you before, waivers the last couple of weeks, they haven't been as strong as what they were in previous years. I don't know if that's just a bias comment from me, but I felt there's a lot more juice in previous years. So, I feel, that being I feel said, like I've I feel like I've made probably like in the previous years probably – Four to five to six waiver claims in the first two rounds, and they just uh, hasn't seemed to be that now. same juice. Like yeah. I don't know, it's just a lot more inconsistent. That's probably a credit to people's drafting, I guess. Uh, everyone's getting smarter, more knowledgeable, but it's always nice to have those. The James Robinsons from last year, the DJ Sharks in the previous year, the Terry McLaurins in the rookie year. So they're they're the nuggets you hope for to kind of take you that uh, beautiful championship. But Number one pickup, we had Golden Tate Warriors acquiring Corridor Patterson from the Falcons. Uh, Mike Davis's apparent handcuff, but looked like he might take over the workload there. 
Judge Judy Dorsey picks up Danny Dimes. Thoughts on that one? Um, has he done that in two separate leagues? Yes, he has. <laughs> That's what I think about that. Danny Dimes. Who what do you think about him dropping Jameis for him? I think it's a good call. Jabu. Who? Jabu. Jabu. Isn't that what they call him? Jabu? LASIK man, yeah. Um, look, I hate Jabu, to be honest with you. Um, I hate his preseason stuff that he was doing last preseason. I just think he's a flog, to be honest. Um, but I, I'm not really about the Danny Dimes pickup. I know Kerr could be about it, but... Um, Averaging 25 who's his Q, points Who's his QB? QB, um, I'll have a quick squizzle. Or was he starting Jabu as his QB? Nah, he, p- he picked him up, so he would have had to drop someone. Oh, look, no, dis- no disrespect at all towards you, Dorsey. He obviously threw so he out the started season, Baker last week. Nothing personal, mate. Had uh, Baker last week. So Jameis was warming his pine, so he's just swapped in the old QB on the bench there. Yeah, so he's, no he's, harm, no a foul. A little bit of a quarterback merry-go-round. So, again, no disrespect, Dorsey. Um, but, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of it. Next up, we've got the Cron Hunter picking up Darnell Mooney from the Bears, taking a flyer there. Seen some heavy, solid targets in the first couple of weeks. Don't know if it'll play out, but it is what it is. And rounding out waivers, we've got the Padrinos with the uh, surprise of the week, picking up Larry Roundtree third. Give us your uh, reasoning behind it. Uh, the reasoning behind it um, is just I'm going for some insurance. I'm just taking a punt um, at just like an insurance policy, really. He's handy. Um, He's been getting a bit of work anyway. If Austin Eckler was to go down, it's pretty obvious at the moment at the Chargers that Larry Rantry is the number two. It would not be of, Josh Kelly. In front of Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson. So, um, and obviously I'm a Chargers man, but this was not a Chargers based pick. No, nah, it definitely wasn't. It was just an insurance policy. I thought I'd just get a handcuff, um, maybe some dump offs if he got an opportunity. Eckler obviously has a reasonable injury history. I like, I like taking those flies. As I said, I'm a big one for dropping someone on the Sunday, taking a fly, seeing if they hit, hoping for an injury or something like that. You never know. Then you don't have to deal with the riffraff of the waiver. But, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty weak waiver drop this week. So hopefully something pops over the next couple. Um, that was the waiver. Trades, there wasn't any, I believe. Trades, unlikely. Obviously, everyone knows now, knowledgeable group. You can now actually obviously say players you're interested in trading, which I've seen going around. Um, you can also do the same if you're interested in trading for someone. Just pop up the little uh, player card, click you're interested in them, and it'll let the manager know that you're keen on a trade. Trades are hard to do. Open dialogue is good. Got to start somewhere. Got to get the ball rolling. So um, we'll see how this uh, eventuates over the next couple of weeks. Let's see. Uh, looking forward to my first trade if it comes through eventually. So let's watch this space for sure. Um, that'll take us into this week's head-to-head matchups. It's uh, look as I said before. I don't want to steal any draft legends thunder here, but um, this is the most important segment of the show. It's as simple as that. Let's and it's go. This week's head-to-head matchups. Woo! That's why we play it. Who we got? First up, we got yourself, the Kamish, uh, the Cron Hunter, taking up Judge. Judy, uh, you're projected to go 125. Judge Judy, 95.8. Not sure if those uh, projections are true, but um, it's uh, you're obviously a short favourite there, I would have thought. So I'll tip yourself. Uh, Dulcie's not one to be fucked with. His actually projections now gone up to 115, which changes the ball game a bit. I'll obviously tip myself in that one. Yeah. Uh, the next one, very, very... Very interesting cool. game. Yeah, Team Dot versus Mac and Cheese. We've got Team Dot projected 120, Mac and Cheese 127. Uh, this is, I don't know what the head-to-head matchup of the week is. I didn't see it, but this is very close for mine. Uh, I'm going to tip Team Dot. Uh, 
I don't think it's an upset, but I'm going to tip him to defeat the reigning defending champion in mac and cheese. I will be sticking with my gut. My gut tells me the reigning champ will come through with a big win this week. Uh, it's a massive game for Team Dop. Zipping two on the year, really needs to fire up and get that first dub. You just need, want that first win to get it off the back, you know what I mean? Then yeah. you start progressing. I'll be taking Mac Cheese here with a healthy projection. We got uh, third game. We got my ball Zach Ertz taking on the Zimbabwe Zebra, uh, Zebras. Uh, my ball Zach Ertz projected to go one seventeen. Uh, Zimbabwe Zebras one fifteen. Uh, so it's very tight in the projections. Uh, have you got a tip? I will be taking the Zebras here. It was impressive last week. I know that late comeback probably got lucky to get the dub there with pulling sixty points in the last game through two. But the Zebras, I was uh, obviously trying to work on a bit of a trade with him last night, and his team is very handy. He's in a good position. Two ones are obviously on top of the ladder. Can afford to maybe hold a few. Riskier players, as they say, but um, yeah, obviously, my ball Zach Ertz zipping two on the year. He needs to improve. Same boat as Doss, man. Uh, I'm gonna have to go yeah, follow that trend and tip the the zebras as well, uh, my man Dave. Uh, I'm gonna tip him here. He's a big uh, he's a big pod man as well. He's been calling for the pod. He's probably the one that got the NFL pod um, over the line. To be honest with you, there he wasn't did. a lot of action. He kept hitting me up. Is the pod coming? Are we doing a pod? Are you doing a pod? Da da da. Then I dropped some pod intel on the group chat, and he was straight on the uh, DMs and the personal messages saying, "Bro, what's going on there? Is that a legit um, pod intel drop?" I said, yeah, watch his space sort of thing. So uh, basically, I came through with this for Dave almost. Have uh, Zimmer. It it's credit goes to Zim. He wanted it. He did. He wanted it. He got it. So, this is a podcast for the out. people, by the people. So, um, yeah, audience shout is out happy. to Dave for really pushing it, pushing the point. Uh, it's, and I'm happy you did because it's a pleasure being here. Absolutely. Always is. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got I've Lost My Chub. Uh, with a projection of 126, up against Zeke and Destroy, 127. Second v third, both undefeated. Someone has to lose. Who are you taking? This is tight. Who am I taking? I'm taking Zeke and Destroy. I'm going to go against the grain here. In a, I'm going to stick with I've lost my chub. He impressed me last week. Consistency top to bottom. Listen, this is the tightest matchup of the week, I believe. Uh, it's not our matchup of the week, but uh, I'm going to have to take I've lost my chub there in an upset. If it's, is it an upset? Probably well, not. Well, they're both 2-0. They're both 2-0. They're, they're, they're both so, got yeah. the projections of 0.5 apart. Uh, it's a coin flip, but I think Zeke can destroy. I think his team's real real sharp. Anything with Tractor Z I want it definitely going to help. I think there's sure. something in the water at the moment at Lakes Ties. Um, Shout out to Niners for winning the brim biggest brim contest up there as well, putting the bloke that won it for the last year straight. Uh, yeah. Back in his place and pretty much tell him to get fucked. Well, it's not his turf. It is. He lives in there and that is his turf. It's and his turf. He's staking his claim with the biggest brim. Uh, he's a known angler and he's now the, the the record holder this year of the biggest brim in Lake Tyres or Lake's entrance. It's his turf. Audience is happy about it. Audience loves it. Shout out to Niders. Shout hope out you're to doing the well over there. As well. um, hope everything's going well. Congratulations on the um, the fish of a lifetime. Uh, and rounding out the week three action, we've got. Your host, the Padrinos with a projection of 120 up against his arch nemesis, Slugs Gators, 127. Dream, I know who you're taking, so I'll take this away. Slugs Gators been far too lippy for me tonight when I've seen him. So um, just on that alone, I'll be, I'll be taking the Padrinos in the landslide. Audience is happy about it. I think everyone's happy about it. I think everyone's it. happy about it. I think everyone it. at home's giving, <laughs> giving us a clap here. Uh, no one likes the Slugs Gators, <laughs> apart from the Slugs Gators. Um, he just thinks his shit don't stink, and um, I think I'll put him back in his place this week and uh, 
I'll, I'll just yeah. That's, it's basically I'll put him back in his place. Simple he's, as that. He needs he needs to just be pulled back in line. He does because he's walking around with his chest out. He's running his Ravens jersey. Far too puffy. Yeah, he's he's too much going on there for mine. Puffed out. So uh, yeah. That'll be it, yeah. So Petrino's in a landslide. It'll move, us, it'll move us into our most important segment of the most important segment. It's the biggest game of the week. It is this week's head-to-head matchup of the week. Woo! Let's get ready to rumble! You may, you asked me before what the matchup of the week was because you thought it might have been the Team Dot v Thingo matchup. There was a few good ones there. This, one, this one's a big one for me. It's the Golden Tate Warriors v Piano Raptors. Golden Tate Warriors projected of 121. Piano Raptors 107. Both zip and two. Ninth v 12th. Both both managers surprisingly find themselves at 0-2 and two on the season. Not how they expect to start the season. Both teams will be craving a win. The winner picking up a crucial win. The loser, well, the alarms bell, alarm bells may start ringing. Projections mean nothing in this battle of the heavyweights. Can't wait to keep an eye on it in this week's head-to-head matchup of the week. Who are you tipping? Well, who you got? If you don't mind me asking you first. I am taking... Oh, jeez, this is tough. I'm going to take the Golden Tate Warriors to get off the bottom of the ladder here. I know the projection's healthy there. Piano Raptors are reigning, defending... Well, not reigning. Two years ago, he made the granny last year. I'm expecting Cows to bounce back in a big way this week. Um, look... This is tough. Uh, this is my first time glancing at it. Uh, look, I came up against the Golden Tate Warriors a couple of weeks ago. Um, I did get the chocolates and I didn't perform too well. I think uh, I think those projections might be a little bit on the overside for the Golden Tate Warriors and potentially unders for for Kirk, our man Kirk Rogers here with the Raptors. Um, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna tip the Raptors. I know I've been harsh on him tonight, um, but I'm only harsh on him because I want to bring the best out of him. <laughs> um, simple as that. I know I know what a, sort of a coach he is. You know, two years, he makes the grand final one year. He, he wins it the year prior. So we know his credentials here, the Raptors, and I think he bounces back here. Um, it's line ball. It, like, it is like line ball, but I, but I think he does get the chocolates and um, his upward trend starts this week. There we go. Gets his first win on the board. Someone's got to win. Someone's going to go to zip and three. That, that's the big news on the week. That's the one big. to watch. It's a big fucking game. What a, what a call on the matchup of the week as well. It's going to be one to watch. Um, that's 40 minutes. That wraps up the pod. Uh, it's nice, short, sharp. Uh, look, it's our first one for the year, so it was obviously going to be a little bit rusty. Just brushed it off the cobwebs. Uh, we had some technical di- difficulties earlier. Um, we're going to pro- we're going to post it on the socials tomorrow morning. Um, it will be on the it will be on the um, all the listening platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Podcast One, whatever wherever you wherever you listen to your stuff, it'll be on there. Uh, that's the wrap, though. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, being back here What a treat Steve Thank you very much What a season to go Pleasure Hope everyone enjoyed uh, Be a friend Tell a friend uh, This is a podcast For the people By the people There's only 15 weeks left Of NFL fantasy So fire the fuck up uh, Love you all See you all next week Bit of a mic drop from you there. Was it? See y'all next week.